0: And now, live from Milburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake.
1: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867. On a beautiful Sunday afternoon, we are here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bulverde Road, and we are ready to talk gardening with you. You call us, you come on out and be a part of it. Uh, even though there's a, there's a little bit of a chill in the air, it's about fifty degrees. A little here. bit of a chill. Okay, it's a it's a it's not that bad though. It's fifty. It's coming up. I think it's like the real feel is like fifty six or so. I wonder if his
2: uh, feeling about the wonderful weather, Jerry, has <laughs> anything to do with the heater well, directly
1: sure, behind him. Well, there's no other place to put it. Like I, I, y'all tell me where you want it put. No, I'll put You're it there. Good. So anyway. Uh, you can still come on out. There are still folks out here uh, shopping. Uh, one man came to uh, pick up a cactus that he ordered. And I tell you that because uh, you can be on that wish list. And uh, if something comes in that you want, uh, you can call. They'll call you. Uh, so uh, if you... It's
2: particularly was, uh, important with with the supply yeah, situation the way it is. and
1: I imagine it can be frustrating. And, uh, you know, and, and honestly, Trace here at Millburgers, nobody works harder to find plants to make sure that customers have what they're looking for. Uh, he goes above and beyond the call of duty. So, But I imagine, too, it could be frustrating. Maybe you come every week. We hope to have them next week. We hope to have them next week. They didn't come in. You know what? Just get on the wish list, and they'll least call the, you. At
2: least the phones work now.
1: Yeah. yeah no lightning strikes. Uh, so give them a call. Their number is 210 497 uh 602104973760
2: I had a nice uh harvested spinach and ooh Judy and I had a, n- a nice uh
3: it did freeze. So.
2: Oh no it's just perfect I was just surprised at it uh everything around it let's see the well the other greens a lot of the taller ones got beat up a bit but they're still they're still harvestable and uh, and didn't good to freeze eat.
3: the Brussels sprouts. Did
2: Brussels sprouts? It did. <laughs> yeah. It froze the
3: Brussels sprouts. <laughs> oh
2: Brussels! Oh no, yeah, it halfway did, but
1: oh, it, uh, you could still poor Brussels sprouts. S-
3: uh, I can't it, believe I'm, it froze Brussels sprouts.
2: I can. Uh. I think of it uh, in the same category as the snapdragons. They, they don't look real appetizing right now, but they'll or be real beautiful, but they. I expect they will perk up. And yeah. you know my potatoes that I had planted early, you can't even tell where they were, you know. They, and yeah. uh all in those uh Whopper begonias that I've been bragging at, <laughs> and telling everybody how wonderful they are and they might make it through the winter. They're mush. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, yeah, not a one of them left now. This this was just the, the last uh for some reason, this, this freeze, even though it was yeah. less cold, that
3: really affected them. Did your impatience make it through, Melton?
1: Uh, they're going to come
3: back. Oh, uh, no, they're not. No, they're coming uh, back. I talked <laughs> to them. And <laughs>
2: I can't even get real, I mean, real impatience.
3: To come. <laughs>
1: no. On a normal year, you know.
3: Well, that's because you haven't tried this new one. Sun Patience. Sun,
1: sun Patience. We planted the uh blue bonnets i bought here oh good. yesterday we planted some boy do they have they got a yeah i
2: didn't realize how many blue bonnets they've got yeah they got
1: a big selection maybe he got some more in looks we'll have like, to ask trace when he comes looks up like
2: it, there, there's, a, one of there's there's one over on to the right
1: of us and one oh there are some to the left a too whole roll. oh that he must have got some in he's got the four inch which is the square pot and what is the round uh four and a half or is that six inch
2: I don't know. I'm not an expert
1: on round and square
2: <laughs> okay.
3: containers. They're four and a half, I think.
1: That's the square ones. Yeah. And he has the little round ones. There.
3: Well. What are those? They're kind of both. Oh, okay. The square ones are in six packs, right? No,
1: no. the Square ones are by themselves. Okay. They're a dollar uh, ninety-nine
2: each, I think. He I think he studies them ones. every time. Yeah. Never buys any, but he studies <laughs> them every Who, time. <laughs> Jerry or
1: me. <laughs> Uh, there you can buy five of the uh, four inch pots for 950 nine dollars and fifty cents So a little less than two dollars each
2: yeah uh, but the other thing that really looks uh, nice over there are is the primrose Pri or primrose uh, they've they've shared real well that said that my uh, reminder that's a plant uh, cold weather plant for the shade and uh, they they in terms of gr- growing pattern they grow like pansies uh but they're waxier uh leaves are more oh more like cyclamen and the uh, flowers are as jerry and i bring up every time they like show show paint uh yeah clown paint yeah when you're the circus when yep. you, and the clowns are out there with that uh, glow in the dark paint and that's what that's color of the flowers look like if you've never seen them you need to you know, you do that it's wor- worth a visit mm-hmm. and uh how what, what? putting the replenishing the snapdragons mm-hmm. and the pansies and then those uh, geraniums over there
3: are really looking good mm, yep
1: and trace <laughs> is about to be on the porch with us
3: and uh you remember last last i think it was last weekend I was talking about uh, some, some of the early, the blue bonnets of bloom, sending up that king bloom, yeah. that first bloom that they sent out, and uh, I think that's a genetic thing. In other words, uh, the early bloom. In fact, we had uh, one in the greenhouse when we were test working with them that bloomed from seed. I mean, uh, yeah, from seed. And uh, very, very early, and so we were going to sur- segregate it out and uh, save the seed and kept it in the greenhouse. Mr. Peterson was excited about it, and the seed kept disappearing mm-hmm. off of, off the plant. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were so excited when we would get seed because uh, we could save that selection. But the seed kept disappearing every time. Was but it in your pocket?
4: Huh? You're in, was it in your pocket? No. Hey, maybe it was This, this, refrigerator. this darn uh,
3: the, the English sparrows or something. Some of the help were eating those seed with their lunch.
4: Oh.
2: What was that? That'd be an
3: awfully hard... They're, they're bitter, but... Who knows? Bluebon? What is it? What was it? Yeah, bluebon. They <laughs> were eating the seeds. <laughs> yeah, That's <laughs> odd.
2: You know, we had a... That doesn't b- seem like... We well, had a... They b- were b- when does
4: Jerry have a story that's not... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so
1: maybe they were just trying to scarify them. No.
3: Through no. their teeth. They were eating them fresh. <laughs>
2: we had a big discussion yesterday on, lo- along with the bluebonnets, the blue curl and some of the other wildflowers. The thing I didn't mention... Uh-oh. The... Uh, Uh poppies are coming up uh really? You were
3: saying they weren't coming up at all. I think I was. I was uh,
1: complaining.
2: no had not I d hadn't I hadn't really observed them well, but I was in there weeding out weeding spinach and everything. I said, Wow. Poppies. (laughs) How tall are they? Right now they're (laughs) they're about six inches tall.
1: Oh man. (laughs) I definitely Your time will come, Milton. I definitely do not have them. (laughs) Well the seed was kind of old. Yeah, they're do, could they're pump. just
2: like the larkspur though they they would rather they, stay in the gar in yeah. the raised bed garden. And, and they yeah. Yeah. feed outside. <laughs> in the I just
1: <laughs> I, I I fed the chickens wherever there was a dirt patch. Oh, know? okay.
3: Wherever there was no grass. T- <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the uh, blue bluebonnets uh, blooming, uh, oh, uh, our t- t- buddy Randy Beamer, you know, retired news person, right. Do you oh. ever really retire from that job though? I think he uh, just retired from that job he just took another one <laughs> well, he he kind anyway he's doing some stuff on his own he's got think. a facebook uh uh-huh. deal. and uh he he when i took a picture you know he's a good uh pho- yeah very photo good photographer. photographer yeah of a of a blue bonnet uh bloom you know just like now. I was showing so he took it now yeah <laughs> and uh Oh, people went crazy over it. I mean, uh, replies to him or, you know, uh, that's that's a miracle. You know, we've never seen him this early. And, you know, I brought pictures in uh, of uh, both, both of our plantings. You you
1: wouldn't let these people have their miracle? No, I let them
3: have it, Mom. Oh, okay, I, I okay. didn't reply. Oh, <laughs>
1: phew. It's not a miracle, fool.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Happens every year, but here we go. That's all right. Let them have the miracle. But that rain uh, is really going to help the blue bonnet. We were in desperation of, of needing rain on our on our planting. And the freeze won't,
1: the little ice that they had on them won't does make it, a difference? It hasn't seemed to. No. Gonna, uh, yeah.
2: same, with, uh, same with the poppies and the yeah. blue, blue curls. Stop there. Stop
1: bragging on your poppies. <laughs> but Jeez, how day. many times is he going to bring up those
3: poppies? <laughs> And one thing we <laughs> mi- we mentioned the blue bonnet transplants. If you wanna have blue bonnets and they didn't come up, you don't see the little, little green rosettes, you could you should use transplants at yeah. this time of the year. It's too late to plant seed. I ran into one of the person people I'm working with, uh, down south and uh he came. She came by Millburgers burgers, mm-hmm. and uh, planted bluebonnet seeds. You got some seed off your rack, and I didn't. This was last weekend, last week, and I said, "Oh, you know, uh, <laughs> I didn't." So she how had, did you say
2: this so that you could, so that you could, uh, <laughs> not reduce the amount of <laughs> uh, seed that. Um, <laughs> trace is selling and uh
3: <laughs> well it uh, the seed he's selling is okay if you plant it at the right time of the year yeah. in the fall just buy the seed you don't have well, to get know, it right well that, yeah that the,
4: seed could actually sit on the ground all the way to next fall
3: yeah and still come up yeah well if she had it she put sold them in a container and put them in a the greenhouse i think and well that might work
0: maybe no
1: before you got here, I was telling them that I, I got I got a dozen of them last week, and we planted them yesterday. So, but they did they 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 were outside just sitting there enjoying oh, the rain, yeah. and then I walked out, and they're covered with
4: ice. And it's like, oh no! <laughs> oh, yeah. But they don't seem to care. Ice no. is a wonderful insulator. Oh, there you go. That's true. Every, everybody always is scared of ice, but it's a wonderful insulator. Well, you know,
2: that is a wonderful insulator, but that same reaction milton's talking about when people see that ice on their plant they, yeah it just they, scared they, me they do they do strange things and that manipulating it and playing with it is not the best thing for it you just want to let it sit there and let it melt and not try to, to not try to uh, melt
1: the ice it, yeah, initiative. I poured scalding hot water over it yeah. to melt the ice. Yeah, I, I'm sure great. they'll be fine. It will be fine. <laughs> we, we
4: actually had two zalospas that we forgot to move. Two and what? Zalospas. Oh, yeah. They were oh. solid head to toe in ice. Yeah. I had them put them in the sun, and within maybe three hours, they looked perfectly fine. Huh. But we let nature yeah. thaw it itself at a okay. nice slow rate.
1: 210-308-8867. Great time to give us a call at 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. The um, number to call to be a part of the show. To, um, to Sorry, I lost my train of thought there a little bit. But anyway. <laughs> you yeah, got derailed. I got a little derailed on my train. But yeah, come on by Millburgers, too. And you can uh, ask your gardening question in person. And like I said, we've now... The sun's coming out, and the uh, the shoppers are coming out too. Customers are coming in. Uh,
3: yeah, you should got some uh, broccoli and coal crops. Yes, they uh, look pretty good too. Oh yeah, they they do pretty good. Well, uh, Trace, you got something? The kale is very impressive. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. You should
1: come see the kale. <laughs> uh, it's just worth the trip just to see it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Is the uh, is there? Uh, what is our? Uh, the ones that's so decorative, the Swiss chard. Charred. Chard, it, it's there, yeah.
4: but the kale is uh, prettier at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I always. Uh, I
2: always like to grow them together because then you uh, taste together is so complementary. And but there are people that like the kale just by itself. I guess that's what I've been told.
1: So trace the Cheri- not cherry. They grind me. it up
3: in the, in the <laughs> slurpees or whatever they make. I had a nice kale salad yesterday. Yeah, you can. You know who used to. They I'm sorry, you know your wife like. must be a hell of a cook. That's
2: yep, all I she is. Say. You know who used to. Lubies used to mm-hmm. make nice kale still salad. Still does make the wonderful kale salad. You no, know, yeah. it's it's.
1: I, I hate you're you're kind of swimming upstream in this anti kale <laughs> thing because the whole world is buying it and eating it. <laughs> um,
4: he just needs to eat some Toscana soup. And yeah, and he'll fall in love with kale. Yep, that's yeah.
1: over at Olive Garden. Yes, and he put, I wonder if they have like. Progresso makes some of the Italian soups. I wonder if they have it. Probably. We'll have to check. Maybe we'll bring Jerry a can. There you go. We just won't tell him what's in it. <laughs> he'll forget. <laughs> he'll by next he'll read. Yeah. No, no. Like, the other, like the other labels he reads. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anything theoretically coming in that's exciting?
4: Uh, next, another batch of crepe myrtles. Oh, good. Okay. So one on Monday, one on Wednesday. And I think everything else we put off so that we could get our, our inventory back out of uh, the greenhouses and then start filling back up again next week.
3: Well, those those uh, geraniums look good up front. They do. Col- yeah. Beautiful that's color.
4: First thing you notice when you so walk in. The, so the very first table is your Fantasia. Good. And your second table is not Fantasia.
5: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now,
2: Was it my imagination, or do you
4: have more blue bonnets? There was a whole is that that whole table? There's a whole table. Yeah. They were they were in the greenhouse. We, we were going to have a, a, a functioning ad this week. But because of the weather, we just did it all as an in-store special. So they were, they're were they're on sale. Uh, I believe they're buck 99 and then you get five for something 950. 9.50 it said.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they're big nice plants. Uh, the the deal is the the wild ones usually start blooming here in March. End of March, and so I bet I bet you those plants. You see, this is middle of, well coming up on the middle of February, so uh, I bet they they'll be putting out some blooms by the end of March as well because they're big big nice plants. So uh, want to use those whenever you can. Uh-oh.
1: All right, 210 308 8867 is our number. We're going to take a break while we do. You give us a call at 210 308 8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up uh, right here, live from Milberger's Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road on 9 30 a.m. The answer.
0: Country girl come to town Looking
1: like a rock star And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Take a moment to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, While uh, you start to think about it, maybe uh, things are quiet now, or maybe you're actually hearing things scurry up in the attic now that it's gotten a little colder. You can call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. They'll take a look at the whole house, figure out where those little scurriers are coming from, and... uh, help you seal that and get rid of the little guys that are up there running around in the attic and chewing on stuff like wires and insulation and stuff you don't want them to chew on and doing all kinds of uh,
3: trouble up there. They're trying to get their vitamins, uh, insulation that has yeah, but again, vitamins in it.
1: Again, I, I've expressed that you when you when you <laughs> have to pay to have it fixed, you may not be so uh, compassionate about them. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210 656 3721 for all your pest control needs, 210-656-3721, or go spidermanpest.com. John is on the line at 210 308 210 308 What's going on, John? How can we help you today?
6: Well, uh, I, since y'all developed them, I figured I'd ask uh, y'all the question. Uh, I went on the Internet last night and asked about uh, the, uh, well, I got a rodeo, uh Orange, whatever you call it. And uh, and it oh, was had okay. thorns in it.
5: Yeah. Um, and it,
6: it. So it was, you know, from the roots. And so uh, I went on the Internet and asked the question if I could cut the thorns off. And one person said I could cut them off, and the other person said I could not cut them off. And they were both uh, uh, some of the uh, extension services from around the world. And uh so uh what, what's your take on it? Can I cut the thorns off from my Wait. rodeo tomato? I mean the no, rodeo, rodeo
1: orange. It was a satsuma, you think?
6: Well, it was, it was the one that the uh, Master Gardeners were selling about yeah. ten years ago.
1: About ten years ago? Okay. Yeah, it And it still has thorns on it?
4: <laughs> so
6: that was yeah. that was
4: either uh I think they had Arctic and Orange Frost at the rodeo back then. Okay. Yeah. Then for so the good thing is that's on some root system. Oh, yeah. good.
1: Okay, that's what I was worried about.
2: With the ba- thorns. Back then,
4: not, not anymore. but back Okay. Then it was.
2: So the the question becomes, now, what what why? <laughs> what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah.
5: So I can
6: touch it without getting stuck.
4: <laughs>
6: Boy, he, so he doesn't
4: want to bleed when he's out there messing with it. Right, yeah.
3: right. Now, uh, now, what moron? What website said that you couldn't cut the thorns? off? Yeah. I
1: think it was the extension service.
3: No, it wouldn't. Okay. It better not. Have been. <laughs>
6: well, it, let me he say says, this way: it was not. It was knowledgeable people.
3: Uh, no, it was not. Well, it's
2: just it's just a hard job, and uh,
3: <laughs>
4: yeah. <but> you, can, <laughs> you can cut so it off. The oh, thorn, yeah. The thorns are Mother Nature's bird netting. So, yeah. my thought is: sure, you could cut them off, but should you?
6: Well, I want to so I could get into it.
3: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Wait a minute. Okay. are they? Are, is it that thorny? I mean, is it? Are the short thorns? They're three inches long.
2: Gracious! No. Now, are you sure? Are you sure that's uh, that's, that's not?
5: Hmm.
4: If he got it at the rodeo, it was one of those. Uh, it, it, uh, and it wasn't. It, and it wasn't grafted.
6: So. I walked out of that tent with right alongside of David Rodriguez.
5: Okay. Oh, that guy. Well, well,
2: we're, what we're a little worried about is that that characteristic, the description is, uh, yeah, t- too long, and that might indicate that it's a sour orange or right. something. Yeah.
4: Have you
6: have you had fruit yet? Oh uh, well, that was my next question. I got that, and I got two, uh, Moho or Soho, what do you call them? Uh, two from uh, uh, from Fanix, and all three of them have not. Even put on the flower yet?
1: How many years?
6: Uh, I would say eight or ten years. Uh, one oh, of them is about Jesus. eight feet tall, and the other ones, the other two, are about five feet tall.
3: Hmm. Are they? Are they in the shade?
6: No, in the sun, direct sun.
3: Okay, you had Mio Cito, and uh, Arctic Frost. The thorns and, on and Arctic, uh, the thorns on Arctic frost are uh, are small, maybe three inches. He said inch, inch and a half. No, I
4: said three. Huh? Three inches is what he said. Yeah, I know. know at least said, three inches.
3: But I'm saying on the on the right, true Arctic okay. frost, they do have thorns, but not three but, inches. But not that long. Now that what he's describing as thorn, uh, is is like Calvin said, that's sour orange. Now, I don't know where that sour orange. Is. Are you sure the thorns are not on uh, Amiho and Sito?
6: No, no thorns on the other two.
3: Okay. Well, the the other
2: the, the other problem is that that five or ten years you're talking about without any
4: blooms or yeah that's, yeah that seems not
3: Satsuma yeah doesn't
4: that doesn't seem right that sounds like poor luck i wouldn't go to vegas <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, and you
3: said uh, there uh trees that are high tall I'm, 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 well
6: the the uh, one with thorns on it uh was about eight or nine feet tall i cut it down to five feet so i i could protect it against this frost i cut it down to five feet so i could cover it hmm.
3: I can't explain that as far as being arctic frost. All of that description is wrong for the true arctic frost. Is it possible
6: to look at the leaves and tell what it is?
3: uh, If it's a trifoliate rootstock, uh, I mean, it it has uh, leaves that are composed of three sections, three sections. A second now that that one that grew that tall uh that was the rodeo yeah yeah uh, that uh, the, the the description you gave of it gave of it growing that tall did it did it have one just one one active sprout come out from it uh no i got se-
6: seven to eight and they start about a foot from the uh, uh, from the ground.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, I can't explain it. Uh, that shouldn't have been grafted on. Uh, if it's true, if it's one that the master gardener sold at the rodeo, that should have been either Arctic Frost or, or, or Orange Frost.
6: Okay, if uh, even if it was sour orange. If all three of them and they're all three of a different kind i know i know that i don't uh, i can't okay. name them but but uh even then uh why is it that i don't have no blossoms
1: i think that's what they're trying to figure out it's, <laughs> that's something uh
6: hmm. well and pine-
3: they're not in the shade
6: no, and the other two are only they're about five years
3: old okay well that They bloom, sometimes they bloom in the nursery here.
2: Yeah. Well, it bothers me a little bit you talk about cutting it down to five foot. How often do you, have you cut it down like that?
3: I cut it
6: last year and covered it real good, and it did not die. And I cut it, and when I cut it down last year, real good, I cut it down to four foot thin, and uh, the the, uh, limbs came back to eight or nine feet.
3: And it with, thorns, with thorns, on
6: them. with thorns, they all, every limb, had thorns on it.
2: Yeah, I don't know how it got yeah, there, but that sounds that sounds like it's,
6: it's, yeah, it's, it's not the. And they didn't the
2: have true. thorns
1: when you before you trimmed it.
6: It it had thorns, uh, yes, it had thorns.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, he's cut it down so.
1: Oh, but it, I didn't know here. if the thorns were new after his trimming of it. Oh, they're
6: they're down, uh, they're down below where before I started trimming.
3: Okay. I I can't explain that. I I was I was gonna say that you shouldn't have gotten it at Fanic, but uh, <laughs> that, that even even he uh, they they sell reliable stock over yeah. there. Yeah,
6: yeah, I, t- I trust them. I trust them.
3: Yeah we have for about a hundred years uh, but anyway the uh, you, you I, don't, I don't know what to tell you but yeah. I, I, I I'm pretty confident that the one with the long thorns and the fast growth is sour and rootstock. Okay. okay well, uh,
6: the other question is when they do put on blossoms do they put them on in the spring when uh, when it warms up
3: yeah they put Generally, uh, Satsuma. geez, he needs to get that muffler fixed. You know? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> the uh, uh, they generally bloom uh, start blooming in in uh, February and March. Okay. They start sp- blooming the spring, now. spring.
1: Uh, start blooming now? Well, I yeah. I mean,
3: uh, that, that I don't know about if the freeze has messed oh, the timetable okay. up. But uh I, I don't I would go ahead and remove that uh one that you got the one that you're saying is Arctic frost. Yeah, I'd be I'd that's, that's, that's our orange. I
2: would be inclined, I'm not very confident that you have des- any desirable plants there. Is there any chance you could get one uh and compare you know, compare it? Get a get one you know is uh from like Milber's or Phoenixing and, and uh grow it and compare it to don't but don't well, don't cut it back for
5: in, in half again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But uh, well, I'd say
3: that, that one with the thorns and fast growth sprouts is sour orange. Now how ooh. it got there, how it got on an uh, Arctic frost, I have no idea. Now the ones he got, like, let's see. You said you had Mio and Sito. Yeah, so, yeah, those those two, those two. No, those are good. Those are great ones.
7: And, and they, they didn't.
3: Have, they don't have. In five one. years, they have not put on blossoms. Okay, yeah. well that's unusual. But uh, you've been you've been fertilizing them every spring, right?
4: 1959. Milton, can you look on, the, on our site and to see when the citrus tree seminar is going to be? Maybe, oh, yeah. Maybe you can bring samples.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. And Hang on.
4: David can look at them and maybe give us some insight. Let's see.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. You got and a pencil what is
3: that? We're trying to find that out.
1: Uh, there's landscape and patio citrus.
5: That's it.
1: That's May 7th. So, okay. I mean, you got that plenty of. Have,
3: t- it should have been blooming by
1: then. Yeah, so you can soon bring a sample and stuff. Well,
2: but the, yeah, it's worth it though to go there and wait even if you yeah. have to wait because he's got a a dilemma there that's not hasn't <laughs> so been solved. So David the same years.
1: guy that you walked out with, David Rodriguez, I believe will be <laughs> will be doing that. Yep. So you can you can go, "You know, remember when I walked out of the rodeo with you?"
3: <laughs> so I don't think they sold anything but they only had Arctic and Orange Frost. Yeah, and they yeah. wouldn't
1: have had because uh, the they were they were contract
4: they were contract grown, and I got the I got the leftovers. That's yeah. right. That's I
6: remember right. getting the leftovers. Sorry, John. Okay. Uh, and we have a caller, James, a who's going to
1: who has a similar situation. He's going to talk about.
6: Okay, well, that sounds good. Now, and uh, good luck on this here. I'll wait till next year. And I'll, I'll give you a call next year and let you know. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, come see us after the
1: seminar. <laughs>
8: okay, it will do. All
1: right, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, James, what's going on?
8: Hey, um, I couldn't hear anything while I was on hold, the other caller, but was he talking about the uh, the Arctic frost? Said yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. I just want to contribute to the conversation. I had picked up an Arctic frost about three years ago, maybe four, and it never made it to the ground because I stepped it up in the container. But anyway, long and short, it was an arctic frost. I can't remember if I got it at Millburgers or Fanix because I buy it from both places. Right. Um, I had the same problem that that guy was describing what I heard. It had above the graft. This was a grafted tree, if I remember right, or even if it wasn't grafted. Anyway, on the growth, it had those long thorns as well and I couldn't figure it out, and I thought, well, it's coming up from the rootstock, but it was not the rootstock, and it, it it produced fruit still in the container. I put it, stepped it up into a larger container, had it on the patio, and on its uh, initial crop of fruit, and I think I called you on this and asked you, um, those oranges were full of seeds. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if there's a problem with the grower, the distributors, or they're just mislabeling these trees, or... What, what might be? So I can sympathize with the other caller. I didn't even bother putting that tree in the ground. I just uh, I actually disposed of it <laughs> and yeah. bought a, uh, I, ha- I have an orange frost now that's going to go in the ground probably in a month or so. Um, I'm just hoping it's going to do better or be a better tree.
3: Oh, yeah, it will be.
8: Okay, but now it... the orange frost, is that on its own roots or is that a grafted tree?
3: That's a grafted tree.
8: That's what I thought by looking in the container. It looks like it's yeah. got a graft on there. Okay, so uh, what date? What it's it's been in a container since the deep freeze. I bought it the fall before last year's snow. I uh, stepped it up and it put on oranges in the patio. I want to put it in the ground. I got a perfect spot. When when's the ideal time to put it in the ground? In, in March or wait till April or what? Would, no, I, what would Jerry do? You
3: could you could do uh, you could do uh, late late february late this month uh after okay. the extremely hard freezes are over i hope
8: but, <laughs> that's but, why i'm asking okay <laughs> march 15th is going in the ground there you go
3: <laughs> that'll work all
8: right okay all right one one more quick one i was able to pick up a desert willow which i have not been able to find um during this COVID. i found one in von army a grower had ice-sized tree, I want to plant it. My uh, issue is where I want to plant it, it's almost dangerously close to my septic tank. Is that going to be a problem?
3: No, not with uh not with uh well, That's it's not it's
2: desert well, it's not a moisture
3: situation <laughs> there, is it?
8: No, okay. it's actually dry right there. I had okay. a uh, althea that never did anything and it, it finally bit the dust uh before this uh Two freezes back. I got down to 20 here in Lytle. Not this latest freeze, but the one before. And this Althea was just barely hanging on, and I I took it out. I want to replace it with this desert willow since I found one. So uh, if it's, uh, it's dry there, even though it's adjacent to the septic tank, it's not quite close enough to the drain field. So it's not going to be a problem for anything to grow it there. The roots are not going to be too invasive or anything like that.
2: No, no, not if it's dry. But they, okay. they are sen- they are sensitive to soggy soil for sure no it, it,
8: uh, no um, I don't need the water it. in fact that might have been the problem with the it wasn't getting enough water in that location could have been I'm not sure okay. yeah okay all right and and I want I, I wanted to be, I want it to be more of a shrub than a tree so it's kind of the one I picked out um, it's kind of got a shrubby stature to it already but it does have one long shoot should I kind of top that long shoot if I want to grow it more shrub-like, or no?
3: No. Uh, no. <laughs> is, is okay, it just a, let it go. Is it a bubba?
8: He, that was just it. I want a bubba because I've had a couple of those in years past. One I planted at my mother's. I have one at the old house.
5: Yeah. He didn't know.
8: It wasn't tagged, but I can tell it's a desert willow. Uh, I asked him the variety. It wasn't techie This guy, he, he buys from another grower. He didn't tell me who. Um, he doesn't know what it is. I'm hoping it's Bubba, but whatever it is, I'll take it, as long as it yeah. flowers.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mo-
3: most most uh, desert willows are being produced in uh, Arizona, and they, okay. grow, they grow mainly Bubba.
8: Uh, that's what I'm Thompson. hoping, but... The other one I guess is a magenta or, or a lavender or a magenta oh, or pink yeah. or something oh. like that yeah, yeah. why
2: would why would, okay. you, why would you hesitate to to, to cut that lead strong yeah but i, I don't that's think what I'm wondering. Be able
3: to, i don't think you're gonna be able to keep it as a shrub
2: well, i mean it's not not its inclination is uh to be a tree. Yeah, but not not near nearly as much as um, a lot of shade trees. Yeah, that's true. Well, so
5: I, well, bub- I think
8: I, you'd
2: have pretty good luck.
8: The bubble I planted year. for my mother up near Medina Lake, growing in rock, did well, and they kind of they never did nothing to it. My parents, and it kind of grew as a shrub form as well. It was a bubble. Mm. and it and it was nice, like a really big shrub small tree is but like a bushy tree i guess oh if that okay. makes sense
5: okay yeah. Yeah. and that's what All i right want to
8: kind of replicate so would you top that it's got like a taller leader and then on the other side it's got a shorter branch so i want to kind of even them out or just let it do its thing like it is well
2: i think i think you'd uh you'd contribute to what you're trying to accomplish but but they're independent you know they they do what they, they kind of do what they want to do but uh but I'm yeah. with you uh, I'm with you I think it wouldn't wouldn't hurt it at all if you are to top the top
8: the real yeah. tall one Yeah. Okay. I I think, I, I'll I give think it a the try.
2: the the usual complaint is why aren't they more tree like? Well, mm. oh. because mm-hmm. they, they get to the be In a lot of situations, they're pretty shrubby.
1: Thank you, James. Bye, James. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when Uh, we come back, we'll talk to Edgar at 210-308-8867. So, Edgar, don't go anyplace. You're up next on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, the And, no and welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Edgar, has been so patient. Edgar, welcome to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Thanks for waiting. What's going on?
9: Hey, buddy, I got uh, a post oak that's uh, all stressed out, and it's probably the biggest tree in Chavonot Park. And uh, I had some guys out here at one time. They went around and drilled some holes and they poured some fertilizer. In the ground, that's back in September. And uh, so I figured maybe if I just go ahead and, and, and know what type of fertilizer to use, I can do the same thing.
1: Right now? Uh,
3: <laughs> so go, go back and give us a little more history. You just, you're just you questioning. Said, you, you said you got a big tree. And, uh, Postal. Biggest <laughs> one in Shavano Park. And uh, they... They just fertilized it and it's doing yeah, okay. they
9: Yeah, uh, what they had, they had this uh, little drill with a small auger. They went around and drilled some holes yeah. you know, around the drip line.
5: Okay. And
9: uh, they charged me 150 for a real quick job like that. And they had the regular per- fertilizer that you you could buy off the shelf. They would just pour it in the holes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what the, what the brand name of the fertilizer was. I, maybe you guys can give me a hint on that.
3: You do, you do, you wanna know how to fertilize your uh, big tree? Is that what you are wanting to know?
9: That's yes, uh, that would help out too. Uh,
3: okay. Then uh, would, uh yeah, uh, what you wanna do what you wanna do is uh uh use uh five nine slow release fertilizer. And you wanna apply it uh probably in February or March, uh but you don't have to dig. You don't have to drill holes. Now okay. I'm I'm going to have to charge you twenty uh, percent <laughs> of savings by giving you this advice. Okay, see, <laughs> <say>, how much do <laughs> you pay him? One hundred and what? One hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty. Ha- One hundred and fifty. So this just, just cost you twenty percent. Will be thirty dollars, oh, right? Yeah. That's not bad, okay. is it? Nah, that's
5: not too bad.
3: <laughs> but anyway, he you can't collect from You your don't. <laughs> Maybe, I, maybe he'll break cash like I, I, I would, would
2: even. Any time anybody mentions post oak, I always think, d- "Don't disturb the soil or anything <laughs> yeah. around it." Yeah, just apply. Just put your your nineteen five nine out there, uh, out in the drip line. Yeah,
3: out in the drip line. You don't have to dip, put it in holes. Drip okay. Holes like that, and just well, good it, to know. Yeah. Put 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 it out there. And uh, how much to apply? Probably, if it's that old and that big, uh, let's see. We used to say, say a pound per inch. Four? Yeah, square, uh, uh, inch of circumference. Yeah, wh- or was it a? I was
2: trying to remember too. Was it a a cup a cup Ooh. per four inches of diameter? No. Yeah. So, but anyhow, anyway. you couldn't you couldn't hardly afford. Yeah. over fertilize the large post oak. Like and Chavano Park too. Yeah. it was rocky. So, so just that—that's uh, not a bad. Uh, what Jerry mentioned—a uh, cup uh, per
3: yeah, couple inches of diameter. You wanna you wanna put it on, uh, like I said, out around the drip line, mm. and be a little bit beyond the drip line. Okay.
9: Okay,
5: And
3: the. it's Uh huh.
9: uh, huh <laughs> so is there is there any particular brand name uh, associated with that 1959? <laughs> All right. Hey. Well done. Thanks for going
5: in. you. i to Did you get that $30 on that for you? I got some fertilizer. No I know. Some
9: guy took it. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I can't beat that deal. (laughs) Yeah, you sure did. I appreciate it very much.
1: Moment 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call. We'll talk to you more about gardening right after this on Milburgers Gardening South Texas, right here on 9 30
9: AM.
0: We're back with Milburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9 30 a.m. The answers. And welcome
1: back south texas on 9 30 a.m the answer all right we're here at millburgers at 1604 m bull Verde road and we'd love to have you call us or come on out and be a part of the show uh 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867 or again toll free it's (laughs) 866-308-8867 we haven't heard from johnson city joe in a while i wonder he did might have frozen he out. He might have. Did, uh, did Dennis tell us what the uh, temperature was in Johnson City? No. Over the freeze? I don't think Okay. So. Is he in Johnson City, Tennessee? Is that where he calls us?
3: There is a Johnson City. I know. Tennessee.
1: I was looking for the weather. That's the first thing that came up. We got to fix that.
3: Cold up there.
1: Is it cold up there? Colder, that's, let's that's see.
3: That's East Tennessee. It's
1: 57 degrees right now at Johnson City. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think mm-hmm. that's right. Let's see. Anyway. It's going to get to uh Ooh, going to get in Johnson City, It's down to 30 tonight. Down to 30 tomorrow. 32 here. Yeah. All 308 anyway. 210-308-88-67, 210-308-8867 I think the breeze is picking up here.
3: Yeah. Look at the flags.
1: Yeah. Kind of wants to come out of the South, but it's more out of the, uh, I guess, out of the West.
3: Yeah, yeah, they, uh (coughs) Uh, looking at Neil Sparrow's questions and answers, said, this is a Lila avocado. I said it in the garage. (laughs) With a heat lamp last February, it survived, although it had no fruit, that's for sure. Now the slit in the trunk has become much worse. What do you think it'll make it? What, what should he say, Beth? What should he say? I
1: don't know. What, <laughs> would, what would you say, Jerry? That's not what I would say. That. <laughs>
3: We'll read to Neil's comment.
1: Oh, did Neil say kiss a goodbye?
3: No. Okay. So <laughs> it looks like the trunk and bark are extremely compromised. Neil knows how to. That's damaged. Oh, okay. No, compromised. It appears to be trying to heal, but only time will tell. In other words, it'll take some time before it'll actually die. No. <laughs> Assuming the tree does survive, the pot won't be large enough as it grows and develops. Uh, you lose a lot of winter hardiness when you have a plant's root system above the ground. And avocados don't have much hardiness in the first place. That's kind of sad to say. And uh,
1: I think you agree with Neil on that one.
3: What? Kiss it go by?
1: No, that avocados don't have much <laughs> hardiness.
3: Yep. Uh, Here, anyway, f- especially for the colds that we've had in the f- past couple of years. Uh, and yesterday we talked about uh, uh, Neil not liking uh, uh, top dressing. Uh, well. And aeration. Uh, and aeration. But uh, had Malcolm Beck got a hold of all of us uh, in time to put that uh, put that out? <laughs> the the interesting thing about it is Malcolm Beck uh, proved that uh, in my lo- in uh, my on my lawn. Yeah, there in the Leon Valley, and uh, <laughs> when he came and dumped. A load of compost on my (laughs) on my uh, did you know did
1: you know he was going to do that no Uh uh-huh good for malcolm
3: (laughs) and uh i left it out there for a while before i spread it before i spread it out because i could mow and uh for the next three three years three to four years when I would dry, ride my rider lawnmower through it, it would stop it. Huh. In other words, the grass was growing so vigorously, it would stop. it. And so Malcolm had pictures of that, which he showed in every every program he gave, including to the uh, <laughs> to the uh, legislative budget board hmm. up in Austin. In which precipitated a call for the director of the extension service asking what Malcolm Beck was doing, uh, the picture of my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it, it showed it to the legislative budget board. Were they upset about that? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's what administrators do. Uh, they get upset. But uh, I said, well. It happened. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, uh, we owe Malcolm a lot. I I think it, a lot of people swear that it does does a lot of good. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I used to... Uh, what do you uh, say it all yeah, no, nah, uh, for sure. Did, did you read your album?
2: Oh, yeah. But the... Uh, <laughs> up north, when I first got yeah. down here, uh, I kind of wrinkled my nose i said that um it doesn't hurt anything but it's really yeah. not a major factor but it's quite a difference when you've got a, a you know you got eight foot of uh, organic soil versus yeah. our f- two inches or three <laughs> inches of non-organic soil uh, it r- that didn't take me long, to d- just like your experience with on the lawn. Yeah, it was it's just you could see that uh, almost immediate yeah. uh, response to
5: I think aeration and uh,
3: yeah. compost. Yeah, I think what uh, uh, turned uh, uh, Neil off to that was when I when we fir- I first came, and I imagine when you came too uh the idea of putting pot- topsoil, uh clay, topsoil, mm. on people's lawns was a was a practice to to level the they were trying to level the lawn and I, after investigating it I found out that people used that topsoil, which was from the Belgian farmers out south here. So I knew it was clay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, they uh, they would use the uh, topsoil only because their neighbors had put out topsoil. Okay, and uh, I felt sor- so sorry for some of those people neighbors that they would have a load of topsoil dumped on their driveway. In front of the garage, where they used to drive their cars. Oh, now they can't even. So until they, until they, uh, the, uh, par, uh, used all that topsoil uh, on the lawn up, they couldn't get in the garage, and mm-hmm. that soil was heavy.
1: Yeah, that encourages you to do it. Yeah. So hey, let,
3: anyway, that's probably what turned. Let's talk to Lonnie real quick.
1: Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. 308-8867. Got a crepe myrtle question. Hi, Lonnie. Welcome Hello. to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing?
7: Oh, very fine. Thank you. Good. What's um, going on? Well, this this um, uh, it partially is referencing uh, the January 22nd uh, issue of Express News with uh, Neil Sperry.
5: Uh-oh. Pertaining, My buddy.
7: Pertaining. My buddy. Pertaining. Pertaining to the black mold the black mold and where he talks about uh, the, the insect that uh, or oh, a, yeah, a yeah. myrtle bird city bark mold, kale. City, city yes. mold yes. or crape myrtle. Yes. Crab um, well I believe we have that problem. My only question is, and I guess he answers it in the very last uh, sentence well, sentence I guess. Um uh, yeah. Has to do with he says that the bark. The, I didn't realize that my crape myrtles—they're uh, all of uh, uh, the uh, dynamite, uh, yeah. buddy. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> that 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 they lose their their bark. I I just yeah. I mean, but that is in fact the case.
5: Yeah I guess.
3: right. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the bark is worse than their bark. Uh, <laughs> oh, bad bad.
7: Good <laughs> uh, uh, it. Uh, I, um, I I I got out there last weekend and um, pulled a, a lot of the black looking stuff. I just coated one this 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 one one tree, uh, yeah. uh, and he's recommends using Imidacloprid uh, in in the spring. Uh, right. to put it around the root system. Uh,
3: right what what they're trying what he's trying to di- get rid of is a uh, uh is a uh, aphid the aphids yes that yeah, come okay on spe- especially on new growth and uh they 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 indiscriminately poop on your on your bark of the tree yes and it's uh it's sweet they call it honeydew a lot of people yes, call it uh-huh. honeydew Right. And, and Milton says, "If you lick that, no, I uh, never said oh, this. It, it's sweet. That's <laughs> why they call never it. said this. Why would Don't they call it honeydew if it wasn't sweet? You're the expert. Uh,
4: <laughs> My wife would say it's because, honey, you get to do it. Oh,
7: another battling
4: wall. But, yeah.
3: but anyway, uh, <clears throat> if it and and the the it's actually a mole, sooty mole. They call it. Yes. Uh because it's black, so black. Uh that grows on that uh sugary uh, mm-hmm. substance. But it it does So well, as for it, so yeah. as
7: for now I don't need to do anything you know, no, he mentions no. the date he he mentions me to put that uh that insect systemic insecticide in.
5: Yeah.
3: Would you concur no. with that? Yes. I, yeah, that's uh taking that what are we I, selling I, that?
4: It's a Fertilone Systemic Insecticide Drench is what I think he's referring okay. to. When, so when do you drench? put it down, All right, so if you wait till May, you're probably already going to have aphids. So it all depends on the weather, but realistically, I would do it about every three months. As soon as you start having leaves, that's when I would start. Yeah. Be proactive. Every three months? Are, about every three months. Now, the product is going to tell you every six months, but that's not realistic for here, especially on a crepe myrtle that uses a fair amount of water.
5: Yeah.
2: So uh, probably about March first would be the first. Time.
4: As, soon, as soon as you start getting yeah. foliage, you are capable of having aphids. And okay. Be, be proactive, not reactive.
3: <laughs> okay. Good enough. Don't, don't worry Thanks, about Lani. Don't worry about that black on there.
2: And follow follow the label instructions,
1: and it should work pretty well.
5: Yeah, really. Ray, good.
3: take care, Lonnie.
1: Ray is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. 308 Hey Ray, what you say?
6: Hi, uh, not much. I uh, just got a question about a uh, passion flower vines. Uh is there one that will produce fruit here in San Antonio?
3: What what kind of vine? Passion vine. The passion
9: the
6: passion oh. vine.
3: Oh. Well, they have that that fruit that they produce. There's, there's can, a native one. I don't yeah, think you maple. eat it that's what we he wants to eat talk. it. Oh, yes. he wants to eat it? Yeah, he wants to eat it. No. Well, May why? Pops, <laughs> we, no. you, we, we would eat maypops. They grew in the ditches in Tennessee. But um, <laughs> I don't know about these. Uh, I, I think you would be better off to get some grapes at H-E-B or something to eat at maypops. <laughs> no, I'm no, not talking about mayhaw.
9: I'm talking about passion fruit.
3: Yeah. Well, now, yeah.
9: Well now maybe it's
1: passion fruit, not passion vine. Um, passion, yeah. passion,
6: passion vine.
1: Pa- well, now <laughs> passion vine has the May Pops that Jerry is talking about. Yeah. Is there something called passion fruit that I'm...
6: Yeah, uh, maracuyá from down, so that, down, down yeah. South America, maracuyá. So it doesn't
4: take doesn't take cold, Milton. Oh no, it,
6: okay. it won't. It, it don't take cold. No. Okay, I'll just have to keep on buying at HUB. Yes, nice. oh,
4: well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can, you pa-
6: guys are killing me. Pa- uh.
4: Passion Passion Vine does grow well here. If you get like the purples and blues, they are okay. perennial, so they'd freeze to the ground and come back out again. But you're not going to get edible
5: edible fruit out of it.
4: Yeah, but I'll it is a be- wonderful butterfly attracting plant. And a gorgeous well, bloom. Yeah, there's a there's some religious thing right. I can't remember what it is. Seven oh, of this. Oh come on, uh, yeah, we
6: don't go there. We know, we know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, yes, we do. We know exactly okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm no good, Jerry. There's no good, Jerry. the one that
3: put you up to it, right? Wait. I don't know what. No, Peter.
4: Peter used to be uh, studying at a monastery. Long uh-huh. long he's, he... he's a no he's
6: a no criminal what i mean a monastery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah no, a different guy uh, thanks man. Yeah.
5: okay uh, sorry we that. couldn't bye-bye. be
1: more help bye-bye so b-
5: before
6: peter
4: made the choice one yes. way or the other he was in a monastery okay possibly heading towards and uh, he's the one that informed me that there's a religious thing. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm scared pa- to find out after razor the, the flower has so many of this and so many yeah. of that, and it's all linked oh, okay. to the Bible. And mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody out there knows what I'm talking about.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, I bet you could do a.
4: No, I can.
1: I can. Oh, for passion I, fruit. I can tell you what Aggie Horticulture says, or we can wait till somebody calls uh, us. All right. Which would you rather?
4: <laughs> well, you can try Aggie Hort. I don't know how religious. No, it's the on there now. Be. I, I okay. googled it. All right. Well, then,
1: according to Aggie Horticultural, Quarter Horticulture, T M U, T A M U dot E D U. Mm Uh Passion flower is a woody vine that has unusual blossoms. Roman Catholic priests of the late 1500s and late is spelled incorrectly. Uh, it's missing an e. So will you tell your Aggies to fix that? What's that? The word late oh, is okay. spelled without the E. They saved money and didn't spell it with an E. Well, you quit? Cool it's true. Fifteen hundred, Late 1500s named it for the passion, suffering, and death of Jesus Christ. There you go. The flowers, five petals, and five petal-like sepals,
5: repres- sepals, sepals
1: yeah. sorry, represented the ten apostles who remained faithful to Jesus throughout the Passion. There you go. Okay.
4: There we go. (laughs) Peter said it was was more intricate than that. Oh, I'm sure it was. Well, well, you
1: know, if if you get it straight from the monastery or the Aggies, I'd go with the monastery. (laughs) I would, too. Now, so there is a difference between passion vine and passion fruit. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Let's see. Why is it called passion fruit? According to Summit Daily, the passion flowers, this is the passion fruit, the passion flowers' individual features were found to be symbolic of the crucifixion of christ or known in biblical history as the passion of the christ that's from 2012 uh, so there we go wow we're going full religion on this show now it is sunday it is sunday 210 all right trace what is what's going on you are covering I, I, stuff
4: I, we are uncovering and okay. pre- preparing in case that the weatherman's wrong for for uh, tomorrow night
1: Oh, what did I get for tomorrow night? Uh, um, I'm at
4: 33 now. Is what I'm, yeah, that's so what I'm, I saw too. So I, I remember to, you said. I have to think about that being 30 or so. Yeah, that's
1: kind of close. I mean, let's see. Hold on. Let's find out what the weather's going to be. And let's see. Tonight. Uh, well, tonight is cold. Yeah, uh, tonight what? 38. Yeah. Oh, is that all? Is yeah, it says tomorrow the high of 58. Uh, gusty winds gusts about up to 20 miles per hour mostly clear low around 34 according to weather.gov so and then it begins to warm up next saturday when we we are here the high will be near 71 degrees Hmm. that'll be nice friday sounds like
4: great composting weather
1: oh actually wednesday no no tuesday high near 64 so it starts really warming up on tuesday that'll be nice
4: but the uh, the low
2: on Tuesday is.
1: What's right, the low on Tuesday?
2: Thirty-one degrees.
1: Oh, I have a different low.
5: Yeah.
4: Well, that's what Trace is uh, discussing. Right, okay, discuss- I have
1: low now of a thirty-eight. Clear I and thirty-eight.
4: Have, I have thirty-three, which again we gotta we gotta assume that's gonna be thirty or even twenty-nine. Okay. 49. Okay, that's but everything I've got that I brought out, we'll take that. Oh, and that's overnight.
1: Covered. That's prior to Tuesday. That's prior to sunup on Tuesday, right?
4: That's yes. my thought. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I get
1: confused on these things. I can't tell when night is. But as
4: you can tell, I was still precautionary, so I left all the racks right here. Yeah. We so have to. We we'll throw it on the, throw on the rack and roll it in. Oh, okay. That was smart. But uh, the good news, if we get by Tuesday, then yeah. at least
2: at least by my, my source here, it'll be, all the forecasts will be 37 degrees or higher for lows. Into the near future. <coughs> so.
1: so, does that mean it's chilling hours without freezing hours?
2: Well, if yes. If it's 45 or less, it's. Chilling. Oh, okay. 45 chilling
1: or less hours. is the chilling hours. All right. Well, 210 308 8867 is our number. 210
3: 308 8867. We were talking, uh, we were trying to ma- badmouth uh, Neil's Spare. Yeah. No. Again, uh, Again? You, know, <laughs> or you were trying to badmouth Neil. <laughs> But I got a, I take his weekly newsletter. Uh-huh. And in this week's weekly newsletter, he has an article, uh, one of the entries. that says, what a difference one guy made. Oh, dear. Yeah. I started working for Texas A. Neils writing this. Okay. I started working for Texas A&M as Dallas County Extension horticulturist in 1970. Jerry Parsons began as vegetable specialist in 1974, so he was there <laughs> four years. That's Before when I, I guess I they
1: only had two vegetables in 74. <laughs> they had broccoli spinach. Yeah, all
3: right. <laughs> it took about five minutes for me to realize that Jerry is a very smart horticulture. See that, Milton?
5: Okay. He,
3: he is eager to ta- tackle any meaningful task that would benefit gardeners and growers in Texas and is not afraid to stand up to anyone if he's sure of his facts.
1: But as can you believe that? If uh, you know, if I've learned anything from your uh, reading from Neil's column, that you often think Neil is wrong. <laughs> right. But this case, you're saying he's right, huh? But this case, in yeah, this case, you're saying he's right. What he's writing here <laughs> is
3: right. <laughs> is that correct? <right>? Okay. <laughs> and then he uh, he talks about uh, the write-up that's on plantanswers.com.
1: This is on the onions.
3: Yeah, on 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 the uh, infor- information. Isn't yeah. It? and um, <laughs> let's see <Yeah>. let's <laughs> uh, see so said I, he, I, he said he said right I'll just send you straight to Jerry's outstanding plant answers website to oh. read it directly spend some time there but remember to come back to eGuard oh
1: okay that's but
3: nice.
4: That's the first time he's ever. He, he must not listen to the show. No, I don't <laughs>
3: think he
1: does. I don't know if he has anybody listening to the show because, yeah, after yesterday and between Mark spinning up his coffee all over himself and the, uh, and uh, what was that they were, everybody was upset about? Spider Why Mark mites. Spi- Spider mites. That's winter. Oh, On Jennifer. Okay. Well, thank you, Neil. That's <laughs> mighty nice of you considering, yeah. especially, too, after and you get beat up each week on this show.
3: Speaking of. Uh, we got to take a
1: break. Uh, we got to. Speaking yep. of taking a break. Gotta S- pay for the show. Speaking of taking a break, Jerry's gonna take a quick break. <laughs> uh, and actually the Bruce did a great job. That interview with Bruce was, was, uh, oh, Bruce was, Fraser was yeah. Very good. Yeah. We have that on our podcast, by the way, that you can listen to by going to nine thirty AM the answer We'll be right back. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty AM The Answer.
5: Life used to and
1: be so welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, in South m. Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867.
3: Speaking of uh, Bruce Frazier in Dixondale Farm, uh, he, you know he has a newsletter now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> Guess guess what he wrote, in the last newsletter he got. You can sign up for it by you can go to DixondaleFarms.com, or you can click on the Dixondale banner to the right. To the right, yeah, on the, on PlantAnswers.com. Uh, he wrote an article on cold weather and your onion plants. Hmm. You know, a lot of people have already uh, planted a lot of their onions. He so said, "Generally, <laughs> Bruce, right? Generally, onions can withstand light to heavy frosts, but hard freezes can uh, damage onions." Oh no! Have we ever had any hard freezes lately? I thought we did
1: <laughs> last week.
3: Says freeze injury may be readily detectable if the bulbs are translucent or have water-soaked outer scales. Now he's talking about the bulbs too, and I think the tops will show a, a well, translucent the, areas too. Yeah, and the la- that uh, February
2: freeze last year. Uh, my tops were injured, but they they came back. It didn't seem to be affect the bulbs.
3: Yeah, yeah. said one or Hi, two one what's up? One or two days yeah. after the freeze event, onion oh, should
5: good. be. I just you, to
3: said be cut Oh yeah, should be cut vertically to see the translu- see if the translucent scales are present. In some cases, freeze damage may not be readily detectable for several several days. Onion's plant will survive off the bulb for up to 10, day, ten, ten days. After a week, the plant can be ver- cut vertically to see if there's any new green shoots starting to appear from the inside of the bulb. <coughs> uh, so... If there is is new growth, then the plant will live. In these cases, the growing point may be affected and subsequent growth will be abnormal, increasing the incident of double centers. In other words, when you open the... When you cut it, uh, it's got two growing points. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, then he he talks about... uh, Applying a pre-plant application of a balanced fertilizer will help onions survive cold temperatures. Phosphorus is a essential. Uh, potassium is an essential factor in the water retention, uh, cell wall formation, and energy reactions in the, in the, gra- in the plant. A healthy, well-fertilized plant will most likely take temperatures down to 20 degrees Fahrenheit without any damage. Oh, good. Okay. We didn't get below that. Uh-oh. I better not tell Calvin this. Watering the onions before a hard freeze will help insulate the bulbs. Oh. Now, I, I, he's not talking. He, he's talking about uh, soil at, at, uh, yeah. absorbing the heat. Let's see. Cultivating fields results in a layer of moisture, more soil at the surface that acts as an insulation. This holds the day heat around A larger plant will have greater likelihood of surviving since it has more carbohydrates in the bulb to keep it from dying. So uh, he's got a, and he's got, he's got uh, past. Uh, Past uh, sections in there too, mm. and uh, the, the new website they've got there at Dixondale Farms is just spectacular. So uh, I, I, th- I think I uh, think Trace and Millburgers here took took the, all the bulbs inside, yeah, to give them some protection, Probably. from the freeze.
1: Why was that man giving you thirty dollars? Uh <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's,
2: a, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. Oh, okay. Say you could have, if you'd left my microphone on, you could have, re, you could, yeah, have could have heard my, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, the conversation it would be, <laughs> be, be a be a major scandal.
1: He wouldn't know if you could over fertilize
5: it.
2: Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, okay. Yeah, we over
3: fertilize What?
2: His post oak. That was the guy that had called us about the post oak.
3: Oh, oh, okay. Was he the one who was post oak? I don't know. Gave Calvin, some
1: envelope. I don't know what that
3: was. <laughs> he didn't bring me $30? What is it? I don't
2: know
5: all that about?
2: I'm donating it to the Monarch Society. Uh, <laughs> I know I know
3: you would want to do that. <laughs> well, I wanted him to buy some fertilizer with it.
1: I think he's going to. <laughs> uh, so he can't over-fertilize. I think you told him he can't really over-fertilize, but it's a waste of...
2: Well, a, po- a post oak... It'd be r- almost impossible to over-fertilize okay. a big a big tree like that. No, yeah. uh, what you you could put more than you would need to on there, but uh, you know, I just I just suggested that he do the do one in, uh, one pound per inch of diameter, and that and that's just less than one yeah. sack of fertilizer. Yeah.
3: Uh, Greg Grant has got a newsletter that he's contributing to and uh, this this time he talked about birds Did he? Craig did? Yeah. Yeah. This is in East Texas uh, he said with black oil sunflower seed out during the winter time you could expect cardinals blue jays, chickadees finches, he had to mention finches. Nut, nut hatches Nut Hatches. In his area. Is yeah. that a bird? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've talked about this. Oh, uh, yeah.
3: okay. And titmice. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, occasional woodpeckers and special guests like rose-breasted goosebacks. Rosebacks. Rosebacks. Suet cake. Have feed the fruit and insect eating birds when these resources aren't around during the winter and then he said I use a no melt peanut type you ever heard of that a no melt peanut type at my farm I get a steady stream of pine warblers Carolina wrens brown headed nuts hatches and chipping sparrows, feeding on them.
5: Hmm.
3: sparrows. Uh, that one, that's
2: one of the American
3: sparrows. The oh, it, sparrows. Is it? yeah, I've got to write him and tell him to. He probably should. Nice yeah, yeah, you English. should. You should, should write him. He probably also
2: gets English sparrows, but he doesn't want anybody to oh, know. You
1: see, so <laughs> you should write him. Write him a
2: nasty email. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Jerry giving him a attention
1: uh, yeah. on the English sparrows than I, him giving me attention. Yeah, so write, be sure to write <laughs> Greg, and we want to hear what Greg says back. I don't think Greg will be quite as uh, diplomatic
3: as Calvin has
5: been. <laughs> uh,
3: if those chipping sparrows come around, I'll bet you those English sparrows come around, too. Well, their
2: habits are not not very close. Is that right? Yeah, the chipping sparrow is um uh, of uh, the Ameri- same color as a sp- uh, regular English. A small. It's about half half the the yeah, size. size, and it's a more of a rufous kind of color. thin, oh. thin and they stay. They're one of those uh, low flying birds that you talk <laughs> about. That that it really benefits if they uh, if you leave the uh, the frost killed uh, plants as long as you can before you cut them down. <laughs> Because they're 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 one of the ground ground sparrows that yeah. I talk about a lot.
3: Uh, Greg writes uh, to be quite honest, a bird bath in Texas during the summertime is much more important than a bird feeder. That's well, yeah.
2: If you it depends on what you're me- measuring. If you're uh, in terms of uh, contributing to survival. And in or or bringing in birds to observe, you are
3: probably right on on all those accounts.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: He says, uh, "Well, he, you know, my bird bath has frozen every night." Yeah, these and last the five days. And the dog bowls and the cat bowls and everything S- else is well, frozen.
2: Well, um, uh, so mosquitoes have, are not a problem. No.
3: Right? but you have to go out and uh and take care of that ice. Mm. I always feel sorry for the farmers or the ranchers at this time of the year cu- when they uh what wa- are uh, ca- cattle f- uh feeding or uh, watering well, it's it's uh, inter- di- interesting
2: so. to watch the when the uh, bird baths thaw out like in the middle of a mm-hmm. day like this. And uh, I always uh, I watch these. Uh, well, even starlings will come in, or blue jays, and uh, or uh, white winged doves, and they'll come in and get in the water. I said, "My lord! I mean, they're, how desperate are they? To, they're in there splashing, taking a bath, and it's yeah. the water has got to be uh, nearly right around 32 degrees." And
1: and that's because they don't have any lips. No, that's something different. No, that's it. That's it. <laughs> it. Yeah. No, sorry. I just heard it so many times. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867, the number to call. Back in a moment with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, I'm Milton Glick, and this is 930 AM, The Answer.
5: i remember all my life, I'll find all I've waited for, yeah, and I could
7: not ask for more, I could not ask
5: for more, it's and again. And welcome
1: back to Millburgers Garden, Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're live here at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardie Road. We're ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210 210- 308-88-67. Uh, and then we we hope, by the way, the Rodeo Tomato, STM, 2255.
3: <laughs> You're pretty good on that, Milton.
1: Well, I've got a system. So STM is kind of like a stem, and it has a stem. <laughs> okay. So all I really have to remember is 22, because 55 is if you take the two twos and flip them over, you got a 55.
2: Wow, oh, that's, that's pretty complex. <laughs> so, Flip uh, them over. convoluted logic, That's how I remember been, it. Been cold
3: out here, man. So cow. STM
1: twenty two fifty five, the Rodeo Tomato. Hope to have it here Wednesday. Uh, that's Trace's hope. Uh, but your your feeling was come get it, uh, or just wait a couple of days till it warms up. Because yeah, it'll be nice and warm on Sun um, on a uh, Saturday
2: well, even well, even if they pick it up uh uh right away, you know they can just c- keep it inside to yeah Because they're gonna want to get it uh, transplanted into the containers
5: okay yeah, well
2: we well, and we don't know what day the is gonna be the day for the cher- for the donation either to the youth oh no, garden. I don't
1: no, we'll have to find that out from trace mm-hmm. Because a portion of the proceeds on a certain day will go to the uh, uh, youth garden. Yeah, and a,
2: lot, a lot of our listeners, um, especially in, well, any of them that have been associated with the master gardeners or the youth gardening effort in this city, no. which is a huge number, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll probably want to uh, make a purchase on that day so that the youth gardening effort can benefit.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to, since Trace was uh, fussing at me for not having it on the, uh, the listing dancers. of all the rodeo tomatoes, I'll try to get it on this next week. Is there well, a write-up It's anywhere? new, it's brand new. Uh-huh. Did David do a write-up? Did anybody do a write-up? Uh, didn't send me one.
1: Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, write-up. You. Oh well, yours. The You've got one on yours? Yeah. One. Yeah, you could just, Calvin's got the write-up. Okay. Yeah, so you can you can share with Calvin. Okay. I don't know. I'll do what you want to
5: do.
3: <laughs> I'm not the boss of you or
2: I I you want a copy of what David sent me? Yeah,
3: that'd be good. Yeah. Uh but anyway, okay. Uh <laughs> I got the the pictures.
2: I'll even send him the name of the the tomato.
3: There you go.
1: That'll be a first for
2: the last. Twenty-two years that <laughs> on on uh, the, the the
1: name of the tomato. Don't we already know it?
2: Well, yeah, He's but the view, he, the he. But the the, the running th- issue is that he never tells us the name of the oh, rodeo. Right. So,
1: right. so you're going to send it, okay. You're going to send it to him this so year, just
2: to be ironic.
5: You
3: know. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I wonder, Uh,
1: since we start getting those, will we start getting other tomatoes too, you think?
3: Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay, they'll start coming pretty soon? Yeah, they've got... uh, I was over at the producers, uh, the growers, and uh, he had had some tycoons, even in gallons. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, that's... Yeah, I got some gallons. And uh, they had a lot of gallons (laughs) of tycoon. That's good. And I think they've got... I think they do Tycoon and Celebrity, and I forget what the other one was. Maybe a, a large chair. I think that's what he had. But uh, I think all the rest of them, or a lot of the rest of them are coming too. But anyway, they, they focus on the Rodeo Tomato right at first. But, uh, and I, I get yeah, on... Uh, we've got that write-up on how to pot them up on plantanswer. dot com. About sixteen times, I think, <laughs> and uh, you can do a search for uh, potting up tomatoes or, or something can. like that. Yeah. And, or you can. And tomatoes. it'll it'll find all Calvin's articles, all sixteen of them that you've hmm. read on how to pot How to pot them up. Well, I think you wrote some too. Oh yeah. Um. That's probably and, uh, and
2: if you get the ex- Express News, uh, mm-hmm. you may still be able to get the the one that we we cover potting them up on the, in
3: there too. There you go. Uh, and with February rolling around, we talk, think about pruning things. Like uh, you want to prune evergreen shrubs as needed to reshape uh peaches too yeah yeah peach and plum trees to remove strongly vertical shoots and encourage spreading habits do it soon they're among the first plants to bud out and start growing uh now you can prune them after they bloom too
2: yeah, if you're <laughs> strong-willed, it's yeah, kind of it's kind of like people do like to take the kind of thing th- like thinning the uh, uh, peaches too. It's, there you that's, go. That's
3: on paper sounds pretty good, but it's pretty tough to do. Well, if you need to thin them, then if you get a lot of blooms on uh, them, that you can prune those blooms off. Let that be part of your pruning. However. <laughs> The, you, Most people are worried that the blooms won't freeze or, or they lose the bloom and thus lose the crop, but uh, whatever. And in grapes, if you're growing grapes too, uh, now's the time to remove 80% or more of the cane growth. Now, that needs to be clarified because... Eighty percent of the old cane—it should be—it should say, the old and brown cane growth, because that's. But the new stuff that was produced last year, uh, and is a lot of times red, uh, kind of reddish. Uh, that's what should uh, produce uh, this year's crop. So you want mm-hmm. to leave those? Enjoying
1: one. it?
2: Well, uh, I was just—I was just <laughs> thinking. I was better off when the the sun wasn't half. Oh. <laughs> right now, half of me
3: is shivering. The, He's going to uh, fall over the balcony <laughs> there. man. <brother>. Yeah. <laughs> we need to set
1: up a little table right down there.
3: <laughs> and he, he meant to uh, also uh, prune, it's time to prune autumn sage, salvia gregoi, by half. In other words, cut them in half to keep plants from becoming lanky and unattractive. Do so soon; they start growing and blooming early. That's true. Now, <laughs> that's something that people won't do either. No, and I always tell the story about Mr. Fannick. Uh, Autumn sage had cu- had been on the market long before we started promoting it, but uh, the pro- problem was they'd buy it in a nursery and it was pretty and blooming and everything else. And then after about a year or two, after not being pruned back, the plant was become extremely ugly, you know, with a dead wood in it and uh, a non, non-blooming wood. And so that's when I, every time I walk by an ugly one, you know, that hadn't been pruned back, I always say that's why their named the salvia gave it the species name Gregia it's ugly when he gets old that's just mean <laughs> I don't know he doesn't listen to the show does he? you don't know that you'll find out pretty quick if he does though you think he and Neil are going to be down
1: here yeah in the hatchet? they're standing in waiting for you to come up on the porch with a bat in each hand <laughs>
3: uh, also uh, roses of Sharon Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah, roses of Sharon and uh, uh, it, cr- what, uh, um, uh, crab myrtles, and trumpet creepers, and other woody summer blooming plants as needed to shape.
1: Yeah, I'm blanking out on roses of Sharon too. Okay, wait a minute,
3: a-
5: There it is. Oops. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, I knew it was in there somewhere. Now maybe. I know how to help you. Okay. <laughs>
3: uh, and then he, he uh, quickly puts, he We need to quickly put in there. Never top a crepe myrtle for any reason. Wow. I was driving through a coming through a drive through the other day, and they had it was a Whataburger. That's what it was. Wow. And they had. Done a job on them, you know, turned them back to the top. It's never a good idea, okay. But uh, what wh- uh, what got me was uh, he mentioned uh, trumpet creepers. You know, those are <laughs> big plants, but you don't shape a trumpet creeper. know,
2: you, you, you just, just f- cut the hell out of it. Yes. Fight it off yeah. to survive. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: I was thinking too. I, would, you know, I have had that one on my peach orchard that was like, oh yeah, you know, a mile long through it, and I was thinking, what, what, where would you cut it? I guess <laughs> you cut it when it's the vine is encroaching on, yeah, the buildings or <laughs> the trees. Or the the reason trees. you do
3: it now. On a trumpet creeper is because you can see the vines. I mean, you know, when it got leaves uh-huh. on it, it's a mess to prune. So, if you got one of those on a trellis or something, uh, probably the best advice would be to take it out, use some of the stump vine and vine killer on it, and then plant you uh, uh, a pretty. uh, Butterfly, yellow butterfly vine, that's not nearly as invasive as a trumpet creeper is. I'll tell you all the story where I was going to plant one of those uh, mother mother trumpet creepers up in Tennessee, and my mother didn't want me to plant it. He said, those things are all over the place. They'll take a whole yard. They'll take all the fence." That's Settle for sure.
2: She's, I, I agree with her.
3: <laughs> Scared young. her. I mean, she she grew up with those things. And, of course, with Valentine's coming up, it's time to prune roses mm. by 50%. Or if they're antiques, old-fashioned roses, you just... Uh, tidy them up, as Greg says. Oh, okay. We
2: haven't heard any more news on the uh, mm-hmm.
3: rose, vi- the viruses. Oh, yeah. Um, he's got, well, let's see. He talked got about... Got about a minute. Br- brush, bush roses by 50% with each cut j- made just above a bud facing out from the center of the plant. Remove plants completely afflicted with rose, rosette, virus. Which I don't think we have much of around here.
1: Oh, good. Did I make it? You made it. All right. We're <laughs> going to begin to wrap up. Uh, don't forget some uh, things to take note of. Go to milbergernursery.com to find out all the things that are on special. You can also uh, find out about David's presentation for uh, doing for spring do's and don'ts. That's uh, coming up here. It's uh, one of the adult web uh, seminars. Uh, with David Rodriguez, that's going to be on February 19th. Uh, so that's all at com. Thanks to Al, thanks to the docs. I'm Milton Glick, this is 930 AM, The
0: Answer.